This is Dr. David Whitlock with your Monday morning wake-up call, the podcast designed to help people wake up to the possibilities that surround them every day and become the people they're meant to be in Jesus Christ. Today is Columbus Day, although Christopher Columbus didn't actually sight land in the Americas on a Monday. But what happened on Monday, that is the official recognition of Columbus Day, well, that in itself is a story. But first, let's talk about Mr. Columbus to get, as they say, the backstory. On October 12, 1492, as you may know, after a two-month voyage, Christopher Columbus landed on an island in the Bahamas, today known as San Salvador. Though he did not really discover the New World, after all, millions of people already lived there, his journeys marked the beginning of what today is known as the exploration and colonization of North and South America. Columbus and his men traveled around the Caribbean for five months, taking particular interest of the islands of Juana, now Cuba, and Hispanola, that is the Dominican Republic, and Haiti, together there on that one island. In 1493, he wrote back in a letter to King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella of Spain, who had sponsored his endeavor. Columbus reported on what he had experienced, what he had seen. Quote, I discovered many islands, thickly peopled, of which I took possession without resistance in the name of our most illustrious monarch by public proclamation and with unfurled banners, quote. He also kept a detailed diary during his first voyage, parts of which, well, are troubling. Listen to his initial impression of the local people, quote, They brought us parrots and balls of cotton, and spears, and many other things which they exchanged for the glass beads and hawks' bells. They willingly traded everything they owned. They were well-built, with good bodies and handsome features. They do not bear arms, and do not know them, for I showed them a sword, and they took it by the edge and cut themselves out of ignorance. They have no iron. They would make fine servants." With fifty men, we could subjugate them all and make them do whatever we want. Although they are living things, they are as good as gold. Pay close attention to that last phrase. They are as good as gold. Columbus wanted fame and fortune. He was looking for gold, which he didn't find. But what he found was just what he said. Something as good as gold. People. Instead of the material riches he had promised to the Spanish monarchs, he sent 500 slaves to Queen Isabella. The queen was horrified, and she promptly returned Columbus' gift. What would follow with Columbus was the domination of the indigenous people, and it was brutal. One crewman wrote, quote, When we were to leave for Spain, we gathered 1,600 male and female persons of those Indians. For those who remained, we let it be known to the Spaniards in the vicinity that anyone who wanted to take some of them could do so to the amount desired, which was done, end quote. Columbus' contract with the Spanish rulers promised that he could keep 10% of whatever riches he found, along with a noble title and the governorship of any lands he should encounter. So, as part of that agreement, he became governor and viceroy of what is now the Dominican Republic. According to documents discovered by Spanish historians in 2005, in response 
to Columbus' harsh treatment, the people revolted. And Columbus was decisive in his response. His brutal crackdown resulted in many indigenous people being killed. In an attempt to further deter rebellion, Columbus ordered the victims' dismembered bodies to be paraded throughout the streets. Life under Columbus' rule was apparently horrible. Pedro Cordoba was a Spanish missionary who went to the island of Hispanola September 1510. He was also a zealous protector of the indigenous people there. Listen to what he wrote. Quote, As a result of the sufferings and hard labor they endured, the Indians chose and have chosen suicide. Occasionally, a hundred have committed mass suicide. The women, exhausted by labor, have shunned conception and childbirth. Many, when pregnant, have taken something to abort and have aborted. Others, after the delivery, have killed their children with their own hands so as not to leave them in such oppressive slavery, end quote. From at least 250,000 Tayano people, that's the indigenous people, before Columbus, Columbus arrived, the population dwindled to 12,000 25 years later. A few decades after that, not one Taino was left on the island. Columbus's misdeeds apparently didn't begin after he landed, according to one account, after promising a reward to whoever spotted land first in his 1492 voyage, Columbus refused to pay up when sailor Rodrigo de Triana did so or claimed to have seen the land. Instead, Columbus gave the reward to himself because he said he had seen a, quote, glow, end quote, the night before. Eventually, Columbus' methods and actions caught up with him. A number of settlers lobbied against him at the Spanish court, accusing Columbus of mismanagement. He was subsequently arrested and returned to Spain in chains. In 1502, he was cleared of the most serious of those charges, but stripped of his noble titles. Nonetheless, Columbus persuaded the Spanish crown to pay for one last trip to the Americas. He made it all the way to Panama before two of his four ships were grounded, damaged from storms. This time, hostile indigenous people resisted him, and Columbus returned to Spain empty-handed, where he died in 1506. So it's no wonder that there have been protests at Columbus Day parades, and there have been efforts to remove him from classroom curricula and even calls for changing the federal holiday. Dozens of cities and several states have adopted what's called Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day, a holiday that celebrates the history and contributions of Native Americans. How and why did we ever get a Columbus Day? The first Columbus Day celebration took place in 1792 when New York's Columbian Order held an event to commemorate the historic landing of the 300th anniversary. Columbus was Italian, remember, born in Genoa and a devout Catholic, so it's only natural that Italian and Catholic communities in various parts of the country began organizing annual religious ceremonies and parades in Columbus's honor. But those events were local and scattered across the country. That all changed in 1892 when President Benjamin Harrison issued a proclamation encouraging Americans to mark the 400th anniversary of Columbus's voyage with patriotic 
festivities, the president suggested how we should celebrate the day. Quote, on that day, let the people so far as possible cease from toil and devote themselves to such exercises as may best express honor to the discoverer, that would be Columbus, and their appreciation of the great achievements of the four completed centuries of American life, end quote. What prompted President Harrison to mark that day with special emphasis likely had something to do with the city of New Orleans, believe it or not, where a mob had murdered 11 Italian immigrants. What happened was that the New Orleans police chief had been murdered and a criminal network of Italians was suspected of the crime. Anti-Italian sentiment was running high in the city. A mob broke into the jail where the Italians were being held and killed 11 of them. The mob outside the jail numbered in the thousands and included some of the city's most prominent citizens. American press coverage of the event was in favor of the violent mob. And those responsible for the killing, well, they were never charged. The incident had serious national repercussions. The Italian consul in New Orleans registered an official protest and exited the city. The New York Times published a lengthy statement charging city politicians with responsibility for the crime. And Italy cut off diplomatic relations with the United States. War between the two nations is even being rumored. For the first time in American history, something called an Italian mafioso was suspected, and the word mafia was introduced into the American vocabulary. The lynchings of those 11 became the subject of a 1999 HBO film called Vendetta, starring Christopher Walken. It's believed that President Harrison was trying to placate the Italians with the nationwide recognition of Columbus Day. From what we know of Mr. Columbus, <laughs> well, he might have been at home with the Italian-American Mafia. Some 40 years later, in 1937, President Franklin D. Roosevelt proclaimed Columbus Day a national holiday, largely as a result of intense lobbying by the Knights of Columbus, an influential Catholic fraternal organization. Since 1971, the holiday has been attributed to the second Monday in October began October 11th. So, what to do with Columbus Day? Well, first, we can't really celebrate Columbus Day based solely on the assumption that he discovered America. You can't say he discovered America, as I've already mentioned, because, well, millions of people already lived in America. And besides that, some believe it was the Viking explorer, Leif Erikson, who first sailed to the North American continent nearly four centuries before Christopher Columbus. We can recognize him as a daring and path-breaking explorer who transformed the new world, but also as one whose actions unleashed some horrific changes that would eventually devastate the indigenous people of America. Perhaps we should use this day to stop and take a look at ourselves and ask, do we have blind spots in our lives where we are taking advantage of disadvantaged people? Look at it in a personal way. Am I personally doing something here to allow evil to proliferate in my world? What about human trafficking, for example? What can we do to heighten awareness of its horrific dangers? Maybe today would be a good day to quote Micah 6.8. What does the Lord require of you but to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God? 
Maybe on this Columbus Day, we should pause and ponder that. And then go out and be the kind of people God created you to be. And come back here, and in the meantime, live to the glory of Jesus Christ. Thank you.